Good Saturday, March 14, 2020. This is Sabah Fakuri for the Heart and Home podcast. I am back after a brief hiatus due to some technical issues with my provider. I hope to come to you several times within the week, but not daily anymore because I'm just a little concerned about whether my podcasts will be uploaded just as soon as I do them. I spend a lot of time in preparing for this show, and when they don't show up as happened last week, it's very frustrating. So I apologize, but I have other things going on that I can focus on and then still be able to do this podcast. This week, Amid the global mayhem of what has seemed like the world was coming to an end, as we know it, we tried to keep things normal at home. As the mood began to change, we discussed the possibility of schools going online as many colleges closed for the school year after Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer announced two cases in our state and declared a state of emergency. You know, kids are very aware of what's going on. They see posts on their social media, TikTok posts alerted them to the possibility of World War III with Iran earlier, and now it is flooding their feeds with photos of people wearing protective face masks. They're talking about the fact that they don't need to worry because the coronavirus only attacks older people with pre-existing health conditions. It's a good thing they're not worried. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus a pandemic. As the kids went to bed Wednesday evening, President Donald Trump held a rare primetime address from the Oval Office to calm the public. In his nationally televised address, Trump announced a month-long travel restriction from 26 European nations to the U.S. beginning late last night, March 13, at midnight. Meanwhile, travelers scrambled to return home. Our neighbor across the street is on vacation in Australia. I hope they make it back okay amid news that the Hollywood icon Tom Hanks and his wife tested positive for the virus while filming in Australia. As President Trump's 30-day ban on European flights to the U.S. takes effect, the Department of Homeland Security is routing returning Americans, permanent residents, their families, and other exempted foreigners to 13 major international airports. The majority of these airports are gateways to the United States and were also used to screen airline passengers returning from China earlier this year. The 13 airports are Boston Local International Airport, JFK International Airport in New York, Newark Liberty International Airport in New Jersey, Washington Dulles International Airport, Miami International Airport, Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport, Detroit Metro Airport, Chicago O'Hare International Airport, Dallas-Fort Worth, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, Tacoma, and the Daniel K. Inouye International Airport in Honolulu, Hawaii. The kids didn't take notice of the stock market's wild ride this week or cancellation of meetings at work and email announcements of new corporate guidelines or that many TV shows would be filming without live studio audiences. But 
they did take notice that things were amiss when the NBA said it would suspend its season until further notice. At least two NBA players have tested positive for the coronavirus. The NCAA also announced it was canceling the annual college basketball event, March Madness, which is kind of what this month feels like. Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, U.S. Soccer, the National Hockey League, and the PGA Tour all canceled events as well this week. That got the kids thinking school would soon be canceled as St. Patrick's Day parades were also called off. At the grocery stores, signs of change began to appear with runs on the bathroom tissue, the only aisle in the store that gave things away. As of Wednesday evening, 38 people had died in the United States, while more than 1,300 people had tested positive for the new coronavirus. By this weekend, CNN reports all but one state had reported positive tests with more than 2,200 cases across America. At least 49 people have died. 37 are in Washington state, which now reports at least 568 cases. Five are in California, two in Florida, one in Colorado, Georgia, Kansas, New Jersey, South Dakota, and as of last night, the first in New York. That's far less than the toll in other parts of the globe, in Italy, where more than 12,000 people had tested positive and 800 people have died, the situation was so dire that all stores except pharmacies and food markets were ordered closed, where 60 million people are on lockdown in that country. Four days after all of Italy was put on lockdown to contain the coronavirus outbreak, flash mobs broke out yesterday of Italians singing the national anthem and other traditional songs from their balconies. Today, Spain is set to follow Italy in declaring a nationwide lockdown. According to the Associated Press, Spain's government's plans to announce tight restrictions on movement for that country's 46 million people while declaring a two-week state of emergency. Effective Monday at 8 a.m., people will be allowed to leave their homes only to buy food and medicine, commute to work, go to hospitals and banks, or take trips related to the care of the young and the elderly. The Guardian reports the only businesses permitted to remain open are supermarkets, bakeries, butcher shops, fishmongers, greengrocers, petrol stations, pharmacies, tobacconists, and newspaper kiosks. Parks and gardens are already closed. The BBC News reports public health officials said coronavirus cases in Spain rose by 1,500 to more than 5,700. In New Zealand, every person entering from midnight Sunday night will be required to enter self-isolation. The Pacific are exempt because they currently have no cases there. All cruise ships are being told not to come to New Zealand until June 30. That country has 197 cases with three deaths. In South America, Colombia is closing its border with Venezuela starting this morning where thousands cross daily in search of food and medicine. Closer to home. The Canadian government advises to avoid non-essential international travel. Cruise ships with over 500 people on board cannot come to Canada until July 1. 
Parliament is suspended. And as you all might have heard by now, Prime Minister Trudeau remains in isolation, but has no symptoms of COVID-19. As the COVID-19 virus sweeps the planet, cities quarantined and schools closed, Zoom is keeping businesses operating and students learning remotely. Ford's reported that on Wednesday, 343,000 people globally downloaded the Zoom app, 60,000 in the U.S. alone, according to mobile intelligence firm Aptopia, compared to 90,000 people worldwide and 27,000 in the U.S. just two months ago. As the world slid into darkness, there was an interesting thing that I learned. For kids, life goes on. This week was no different for my nephew, Eamon, who asked to visit the local sneaker shop to look at the Kanye West Adidas. I agreed to drive him there after picking up from school, only to find the sticker shock of Yeezys, the Yeezy Boost 350 V2 bread black model retailed for $1,100. They're the ones with the red numbers on the side panel. To me, it looked like a number I had seen that were given to Jews at a concentration camp. To my nephew, it meant status among school kids. Other killers of the colors of the athletic shoe ranged from 200 to 400. It was going to take some convincing before his parents would decide on whether he could buy such a high-ticket item. His father said, absolutely not. He cited starving kids, and he said that... Um, the money would be better used by giving to the poor. So the next day, Eamon checked his grades online and after learning he had all A's, he thought that that might work on his mom and possibly agreeing to a lesser expensive Yeezy. She said they talk about it when she got home from work. He still hasn't gotten those shoes. Kanye West created the Adidas Yeezy Boost line in 2015, which have become popular among kids because they're instantaneously recognizable with the Yeezy Boost 350 version 2 black non-reflective or the Yeezy Boost 350 version 2 zebra. But when shopping for these Yeezys, Eamon refused to buy anything online from Amazon or eBay because he thought they might not be real. He insisted on buying shoes in person to make sure the shoes weren't fake. That's not something I'd worry about, except perhaps if I were buying a purse, because we all know about brand knockoffs. Meanwhile, the kids woke up Friday morning to learn their schools would close for the next 30 days. Instead of a half day, they were allowed to go to school to get their books. Amir was not happy. He thought a month was just too long. Then later in the day, Los Angeles Unified School District decided to shut down their schools for two weeks. Michigan is among at least 18 states that have announced school closures affecting 21 million students across the country, according to Education Week. Also on Friday, a lot happened yesterday. President Trump declared a national emergency freeing up to $50 billion in federal resources to combat the outbreaks. On Friday, Trump said 5 million coronavirus tests would be available within a month. Meanwhile, facilities in New York, Illinois, and Colorado have begun offering drive-through testing. Then, overnight, President Trump tweeted this. 
I'm not sure what it means. Quote, to those families and citizens who are worried and concerned for themselves and their loved ones, I want you to know that your federal government will unleash every authority, resource, and tool at its disposable to safeguard the lives and health of our people, end quote. Then this morning, Trump, who will be spending the weekend golfing, just tweeted, quote, biggest stock market rise in history yesterday, exclamation point, end quote, all in caps. Someone responded, the day before was the worst day for Wall Street since Black Friday in 1987. Two days last week, the market shut off because of historic drops. The rest of us Americans have prepared for a weekend at home after the government declared the coronavirus emergency. CNN will air the documentary Unseen Enemy Pandemic tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Overnight, the House voted 363 to 40 to pass the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, putting tens of billions of dollars toward paid sick leave, unemployment insurance, free testing, and other measures to help combat the COVID-19 pandemic. The bill now moves to the Senate. Earlier Friday evening, President Trump tweeted that he fully supported H.R. 6201. Yet, 40 Republicans voted against the bill? Then, late Friday night, Apple became the first major retailer in the United States to shut down all their retail stores effective immediately, except for those in China, until March 27th to minimize the risk of the virus's transmission. Customers can still use Apple's online store and get help at support.apple.com. Quote, at Apple, we are people first, and we do what we do with the belief that technology can change lives and the hope that it can be a valuable tool in a moment like this, end quote, said Tim Cook of Apple. Now to your email box. You may have been flooded with notices from your employer to businesses that you deal with about their responses to the coronavirus, including cancellations of upcoming events, my trip to Boston for the Hay House Writers Workshop later this month has been rescheduled to October. This after the Boston Marathon was also postponed to September from its originally set date on April 20. So I won't be taking my East Coast road trip. I had planned to drive rather than get on an airplane, train, or a bus. Now I won't be going anywhere. I might take a short road trip to Chicago or North Carolina to visit friends and family now that the weather is warming up, but that is in jeopardy as well. The emails that I received this week are from my hospital provider, Beaumont Health. The CEO tells us that they're committed to providing compassionate, extraordinary care every day for our patients. The safety of our patients, their families, and each other is our number one priority. Further, our hospitals are prepared and equipped to safely manage patients with COVID-19. Wait, I thought the whole reason why we were quarantined and closing the schools is so that we don't inundate hospitals so that they can handle the people that do get it. I don't get that part. Anyways, um, other emails that I received uh, also were from 
Chevy. Chevy cares. We're here and ready to help. Your vehicle is an integral part of your life and livelihood. In trying times like these, we're faced with many uncertainties. One thing that's certain, however, is that Chevrolet, your Chevrolet dealer, and GM Financial are here and committed to help you in any way we can. Okay. The safety and well-being of everyone in our Chevy family is also always top priority. We're monitoring the ongoing situation, and as things evolve, it's our promise to keep you informed and be here for you every step of the way. Thank you for your loyalty. Okay, uh, that's nice. Meanwhile, Hilton Honors also sent an email to its members that read, In these uncertain times, I wanted to reach out to you personally about what we're doing here at Hilton to support you and your travel plans. As the situation around novel coronavirus, COVID-19, continues to evolve, we're doing everything we can to ensure your travel safety and provide maximum, maximum flexibility. He explains how, in response, response to the coronavirus, they have taken additional measures developed in consultation with global and local public health authorities um, to make cleaning and hygiene protocols even more rigorous by increased the frequency of cleaning our public areas, including lobbies, elevators, door handles, public bathrooms, etc., and have continued to use the use of hospital-grade disinfectant. They also assured us of their flexible booking options for extra peace of mind. Well, I don't know if I'll be staying in a hotel anytime soon. Another email said the safety of our customers and employees is Amtrak's top priority. We're closely monitoring the coronavirus, COVID-19, and are taking action based on guidance from public health experts. And the same thing, they talk about disinfecting and cleaning their trains um, and no changing to booking fees through the end of April. <clears throat> My banks also sent me notices as well. So they're here, they can help, and I thought it was kind of nice that they said that they would even help us at the University of Mission Credit Union and that they would discuss options available that may help ease the financial impact of an unexpected income disruption such as short-term loans, loan skip a payment programs, and more. Now that was kind of nice. I didn't expect that. A friend in New York uh, shared information and links from the New York City Small Business Services saying, quote, we all can use some help as we navigate the strange and scary time in the events industry. Because some small businesses have started to feel an impact related to coronavirus, the mayor announced this past weekend that there will be assistance to small businesses to help them adapt to changing customer behavior. Businesses may qualify for low-interest loans and employee retention grants. Meanwhile, the city remains open for business, although the Broadway League said it was suspending shows through April 12. New Yorkers do not need to limit travel within the city, change where they purchase food or how they prepare it, or avoid public gatherings and public transportation. Of course, this has to be less than like a certain number of people, like, I don't know, 250 or 500. The governor says the state now has 524 confirmed cases of COVID-19 
An 82-year-old woman with emphysema died overnight, becoming the first fatality in the Big Apple at Wyckoff Medical Center in Brooklyn. The movie theater, AMC Stubbs members and guests and A-list members also sent me an email telling us that not that they would be closed, but that now they are going to use social distancing so that they're going to limit the seat capacity of the auditorium at AMC theaters. So in addition to enhanced cleaning, um, they wanted to make sure that people had enough space from their seats. And so they're going to begin that today, March 14, and continue until the end of April. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be going to any movies, so I doubt that that's going to really help. My event with Linda Sarsour at the Arab American National Museum was canceled for her book tour, and my ticket was refunded. The museum is, of course, closed, so the events would follow. And I mentioned in an earlier episode of the Heart and Home podcast that I am on Anita Murjani's email list, one of a few in addition to Hay House Publishing. You know, Anita wrote uh, in her email to us uh, yesterday, I don't know about you, but doesn't this week feel surreal? For me, it feels actually, I'm not sure how it feels. It's not frightening. It's not depressing or doom and gloom. It's just surreal. She's currently taking a break for a few weeks, and I was sitting there sipping my tea, she says. No show to do and no comments to follow up on, no pressing emails, no social engagements. I realized that I actually had some free time and started to think about what I would do with this new found commodity. In today's fast-paced world of devices that, for most people, are constantly beeping, chirping, or going plink, is quiet time difficult to handle for you? It's a time when there really are only two people in the room. You and you, she says. She continues, I have to say that I really love that feeling of having absolutely nothing on the agenda for the day or the next day or the next. I realized at that moment that I had been on the go for so long that my body was tired and craving to just be and to just do nothing. There are many people who tell me that they love alone time because it gives them a chance to catch up with a book or watch their movies or online videos. It's been a long time since I've had time to just sit and think or daydream or journal. It's been a long time. And she's using this time to send out healing energy to help soothe the panic that is going on out in the world right now. You know, many people are uncomfortable having nothing to do, but I'm relishing it. For some people, it's something they've never done before, so it can feel a little bit uncomfortable or frightening. And now we also have the governments around the world telling people to stay home as a precaution and not go where crowds are gathered. Concerts and shows are being canceled, as are movies. I don't know how long it'll take for the government to issue an all-clear. Hopefully, it will happen in the next couple of months, but it will happen, she tells us. We lived through it in Hong Kong when we went through SARS. It's all too familiar to me. You know, this time is something none of us have ever experienced. 
It is an important time in our life and in our history. It's a difficult time. It's a confusing time. But it is also a time to relax, slow down, and take advantage of the quiet time. Kids might not be too happy to be away from school and have their life interrupted, but adults don't have as hard of a time occupying themselves when they have free time because they have less of it. For me, I look forward to the quiet time. There's always something to catch up on at home, projects that keep getting pushed aside until you have more time. Of course, I'm looking forward to relaxing, sleeping in cooking delicious food and relishing at the thought of reading all the books that are stacked in my bedroom. It's also a time to catch up with friends and family. My brother called yesterday from Florida, where the Walt Disney Company announced its resort would be closing its doors through the end of the month, along with Disneyland in California. And he asked if the world was coming to an end. I had to share with him the photos of the empty store aisles cleaned out of paper products, water, and eggs. He couldn't believe it. He said, yikes, looks like a scary movie. Stay safe. For the Heart and Home Podcast, I'm Sabah Fakuri. I'll talk to you soon.